Welcome, boils and ghouls. It's time to get weird in the valley with the Fright Stuff podcast. Join best fiends and film fanatics, Rob and Lori, as they forge a fearful discourse on what's fresh in the horror community, as well as curious, odd, and unusual local activity, paranormal and otherwise. Now, here are your ghost hosts, serving up your fix of the Fright Stuff. Um, so, kaiju movies. Yay! Um, I'm excited for this because I like to talk about things that I don't know a whole lot about. I feel like I have to lean into the phone, which is weird. I, no, I think you're good. I, I think I you know. should be fine. I know, but when I'm at home, I'm like, which is so <laughs> stupid, because you don't need to do that. But, um, yes, yeah, so I'm excited because I know that we are going to be kind of coming at this from different ways, which I kind of like. Um... Yeah, so let's just, I guess, begin. I don't know. I feel like we can just jump right in. No, I think we can. So, um, so the I, the plan would be uh, really talk about the history of kaiju films, how kind of they showed up. You've gotten a lot of that history stuff. Yes. And I kind of wanted to also talk about how they've kind of changed over the years into basically a more of a, a Western version of these films. Which I um, didn't know a whole lot about that until recently when we started researching this. I didn't realize that some of these films were considered to be kind of more modern, more Western kaiju. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yep. And, and it fits no since in less than a week is when I go see Godzilla versus Kong. Are you excited? I, I am. I'm, I'm really excited. My daughter absolutely loves King Kong. Uh, she actually doesn't really dig the Godzilla movies, but the uh, King Kong Skull Island really really uh she she loved that movie oh, a lot cool. and uh so i i know she's rooting for Kong. <laughs> <laughs> i am too all right um so in your in, in your research and stuff what did you kind of see with how kaiju movies kind of started so it was really 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 interesting i've been um i did as um I didn't want to delve too deep into it because I know this is just going to be like an hour long conversation. And for as little as I knew about Kaiju, I didn't want to go too deep, but, um, so way, way, way back. And I'm not going to get like all bogged down in history and stuff like that, but way back in the 1600s, Japan has always had kind of a more rich cultural kind of like artistic, sure. you know, vibe or whatever. And they, I forget what the name of the original theater was, but they had this original... Is it Kabuki Theater? It's it's pre-Kabuki. It's before Kabuki, but it okay. spawned Kabuki and something called Bunruku, I think okay. is how you say it, right? Mm -hmm. Bunraku? Yeah. Uh, whatever. I, I'm going to really, job, really mangle some film. damn... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to really F some Japanese up, but so... Those were like the two forms and the Japanese people really seemed to prefer Kabuki. It was very dramatic and very musical and there's sure. a lot of dancing and stuff like that. So that then later on when film came around, okay, kind of spawned something called <laughs> Tokusatsu. Okay. Okay. So again, I tried to do this phonetically because I was like, you're never going to remember how to say these damn words. But, um, and that's kind of, um, before they started calling it kaiju, they, they just started having these films that were a little more, um, you know, their their religion is um, Shintoism. And that's mm -hmm. a nature-based kind of religion. And True. I just thought, so, and as we start to talk about this, that'll all kind of make sense why that's important. But kaiju, um, 
largely it's it's agreed that it means either strange beast or strange creature mm-hmm. in Japanese. Um, so cryptids, deities, creatures were all things that were very important to the to the Japanese culture, but kind of more from the kind of nature, religious okay. kind of kind of thing. Um, so in nineteen, let me look at my notes. Nineteen forty five. We all know what happened in nineteen forty five. I'm really really bad with dates, but that was the year <laughs> the bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Um, Japan was already suffering economically from the Second World War, yep. I guess. And they were already a little beat down. And I mean, I, I knew Japan was small, but the entire, entirety of Japan is the size of California. And mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that small. That's tiny. So they're like this tiny little nation. They're already suffering. Um, they are still to this day the only group of people that have ever had like a bomb dropped on them. Like, you know actively in, just, in wartime yeah in, in wartime and i mean that has to be something that, that they've lived with for you know it's uh it's very interesting my my mother and her husband and their family lived there in japan for a few years and they um they they have uh some very interesting museums on it and yeah it's it's definitely a part of their history now and it's it's interesting because when they went there, and I mean, they were Americans in this Hiroshima museum, um, and it's not so much blame as just uh, surprise, and like, this is the destruction mm-hmm. that that occurred, and it's not blaming the U.S. or blaming the Allies or anything, it's just, this is what happened, and they actually um, have like a story of, uh, I guess, a, um, a little girl or whatever, that you basically just start crying over because you're you're kind of like looking through her life of like the day that this happened, and uh, it's it's incredible. But so they, th- there's no hatred at this point, but it's it's just a, a hit part of their history. Yeah, it's a part. It, it is very and much an a part unfortunate of them. part of their history. I mean, oh, yeah. they. Um, yeah, we're fine. Okay, they. Um, you know that that's super interesting because I I've seen um, I don't know I was watching something on Amazon Prime I think or something a show about a a guy who was in Japan and I think that he had talked about but they didn't really focus that much on that museum but he had talked about it and mm-hmm. he was in Hiroshima and and kind of looking around and whatnot um, but they of course we're feeling it and they kind of just lived under this umbrella of like this constant threat of nuclear war. They didn't, you know, they just assumed they're like, Hey, we've had these massive like megaton bombs dropped on us. And they're like, it could happen at any time. You know, right. they, they lived with that fear. They lived with a lot of um, health issues from it. Oh yeah. And I mean, just really, you know, hard to deal with stuff and, and radioactive, uh, what's that called? Um, Oh shit. I can't remember what it's called fallout just the the illnesses that you that you would oh you know. oh yeah yeah like cancer and yeah yeah like all that. i mean it's it's brutal and it's usually pretty quick right um so that was in 1945 dealing with that um and i mean as if that wasn't bad enough apparently and i i'm real bad with history in 1954 that was 45 in 1954 was an even bigger catastrophe which was a second bomb i guess dropped mm-hmm. on bikini atoll um, so they, uh, the second bomb, I believe went to, um, N- Nagasaki, but then yes, there were, 
a lot of uh, testing. Testing. That's yeah, what it te- was. Testing yes. stuff in the Bikini Atoll. Yes. Which eventually is where SpongeBob lives. Oh. <laughs> Separate issue. <laughs> yes. That is a major theory that Bikini Bottom is actually the bottom of Bikini Atoll. And that's why all those strange creatures live there. I would not be surprised. <laughs> and that completely fits in. I should add that to my list. I should have had SpongeBob because is, is SpongeBob Kaiju then? I would say strange creature really fits. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So yes, that apparently was a 15. I don't know what this means. I have no concept of this, but a 15 megaton explosion, like mm-hmm. the, the energy that that bomb and, and so just destroyed everything. Um, nuclear fallout, radiation poisoning. That was the word I was trying to think of. Um, multi-generational birth defects. Like that's still going on today. Yep. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's in their, not in their bloodline, but I mean, it's just, just, that's. It's part of them. And it's, it's yeah. happened, uh, I think in Nevada too, and things like that, where they've yes. been doing testing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just really kind of a brutal thing that happens. Um, so Godzilla, you know, when you think of Kaiju, you, you, you're going to think of King Kong. You're going to think of Kaiju or Kaiju Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's been such a long work week. <laughs> we're, we're both struggling with using the words. And this is a um, podcast. That's awesome. I know. Right. It's just, it's just a bunch of words string together. It's fine. We'll be all right. So I think you're going to say Godzilla. Gorgira. Yeah. Um, Godzilla, um, is what you, th- what I think of anyhow, when I think of Kaiju, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, we will have a discussion soon about King Kong because I have some questions. But um, as far as putting him into Kaiju mm-hmm. land, um, so this was very interesting to me. If we're going to talk about, we'll just start King Kong Godzilla, right? Are you aware of the difference between when King Kong showed up and Godzilla? So I know that, um, and I, I saw those movies when I was a young kid, and I have. I, I never liked the old-time Godzilla movies. Okay. I loved the first one, but when they got silly, I lost interest. Okay. Um, so I know King Kong had, like, electric powers. Um, they, they gave him powers. They made him bigger because they needed to make him the size of Godzilla. Right. And they didn't actually have a real winner. Godzilla goes into the ocean, and King Kong comes out... But you don't really know if Godzilla is dead or if he just and they did that on purpose away. completely. Yeah, you know because they wanted to continue, and we'll talk about that when we get into some of the other kaiju. But um, King Kong, the very first movie, very first appearance of King Kong was nineteen thirty three. That's and that's way before the kaiju films. It's way before. So nineteen thirty three was the first King Kong film. 21 years later, 1954, was the first Godzilla film, which I thought that was, like, really crazy. I was like, I thought they were around the same time, but they totally weren't, right? So, um, there is some question as to whether or not, well, there's not. People now largely accept King Kong as kaiju, but he, he wasn't originally part of the tokusatsu kind of, No, and he wasn't... And in, in the first movie, he's really not destroying anything. It's he's trying to get away yeah. and escape. And yes, he grabs that one woman with that totally realistic hand. <laughs> um, and her little legs going. And he also was easily killed by American technology. 
Yeah. I mean, effectively, it was just a couple of planes that yes. that knocked him down. Which was very sad. It's a sad movie. And, but it's completely he different does. now because when you look at King Kong Skull Island, they had helicopters and explosions and everything, and they couldn't scratch him. So I wouldn't think that the first King Kong would be a kaiju movie. Right. But, but maybe he evolved into But he definitely yeah. evolved into yeah. it. Yeah. So that I thought was super interesting. Um, so, you know, okay, so we're, we're, we talked about the state of the Japanese people around the time of the first Godzilla film. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and it's no secret. I think everybody kind of knows that Godzilla was born from this fear of nuclear destruction. Um, he basically came from the ocean rose up from the ocean there he was and so like there was some i guess they don't do a great job in the films of giving you any kind of a background story other than you know some vague radiation talk yeah. <laughs> you know they just keep it real you'd mention cheesy it's super cheesy i mean they just they'll spout man uh one thing i was listening to was like picking out highlights of just some of the wording that they used to, and none of it made a damn bit of sense. I mean, it was just like, you know, it had, it was a lot of, a lot of, (laughs) a lot of big words that didn't mean a damn thing. But anyhow, um, all right. So Godzilla came from the ocean. He was considered the keeper of the earth. It was all very protect the planety kind of thing. And they weren't, I mean, the, the first film he wasn't, I mean, he was destructive, but it was only because of his size. He was always very just kind of like laissez-faire with people. He didn't really give a shit about people. Right. He, was, he wasn't into that. He just wanted to protect his space. I mean, he lived here too, so, you know. So basically it fits in with that kind of Shintoism stuff that you were talking about yeah. where it's very nature-based. Yes, definitely very nature-based. Um, people were just kind of there because they were there. He didn't, He didn't. well, like, you know, you think about later on, like... Um, What's the the turtle guy? Is that Gamera? Uh, Gamera, yeah. Gamera. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Gamera, the turtle one, was a little different because he he actually kind of dug people, and he just wanted to be like a hero. I mean, he's this big, weird looking turtle dude with these tusks and mm-hmm. stuff, and his little spinny kind of um, I, I'm I'm sure that has a name, but when the like kind of sparkler shot out of one end oh, of him, yeah. he, he would spin around. I don't know what that's called. His attack, I guess. But um, that was interesting to me, too, because I don't know that I've ever seen a Gamera, like, solo film, I guess we'll call it. And I know they have them. They do, but I don't think I've gone that far, right? I haven't gone down that rabbit hole, but I'm aware of him because, of, or I, maybe it's a her. No, Mothra was a her. Mothra's a her. Gamera's a, a dude, yeah. I think. Well, who knows? I didn't check, but whatever. Didn't check for the Chloe. It did not check, yes. But, um, so those films had a very different feel. They were very kind of lighthearted and usually kind of more for kids, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, Godzilla kind of went back and forth. Like, sometimes Godzilla seemed like he was maybe going to be cool with people, and then sometimes he just would squash you like a grape. I mean, I don't know. There was really no rhyme or reason, but I think they were just trying to make money, right, at a certain point. And it's, it's interesting, um, because... That yeah, Godzilla did really evolve into a good guy, effectively, um, and they would you know introduce new monsters. You had like you know King Ghidorah and uh, you know Mothra, and he would fight them. Sometimes they'd be working together. Sometimes they wouldn't. They had the big King Kong stuff, but yeah, Godzilla went from this destructive creature to. 
the good guy that yeah. everybody loves. Right. And then he has baby. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a baby, but there's no Mrs. Godzilla, right? There's just well, Godzilla you know, and there baby. probably is. There um, has to be somewhere. Supposedly, I thought right. Mothra wasn't in your research. Wasn't Mothra supposed to be like his spouse? Okay, so there was some talk of that. I don't know that it was ever resolved for me. Like, um, there was a bit of a talk about that. Um, what ended up happening with Mothra is there, Mothra was a, a, a girl. Mothra was a, a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was a male Mothra at some point. Okay. Um, or I don't know if it was called a Mothra. I don't know. Because I know in one of the later Godzilla films... Mothra's little larva, little baby larvas, mm-hmm. destroyed Godzilla somehow. They, they, there was a lot of talk about how stupid Godzilla was in this particular film. How his brain was the size of like, you know, like a pea or something. <laughs> well, that's and, a big pea. <laughs> it's a big pea, and these um, apparently Mothra's little larval babies were super smart and they just outsmarted him. They they did get the snot beat out of him apparently at some point. So I don't really remember if the rumor about the Mothra Godzilla thing, I don't well, know what happened there. That, you know, that boggles the mind. It could have just been a, a dad having problems with his kids. Could have been. I don't know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> but um, Mothra is one of my favorites because I like the little, the little fairy lady girls that sing. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Apparently, I didn't know this, apparently they were a real group, or whatever you want to call them, a real singing duo called the Peanuts. Did you know the that? Peanuts. They were called the Peanuts. No, yeah. I, did, yes. I did not know that. They were popular at the time, a little duo called the Peanuts, and they, um, there was an interesting story, and I, I have a shit memory, and I, I know uh, I didn't write it down, but apparently the dude who was writing the score for that particular film Mm -hmm. um, was a little intimidated because these two girls already had like a following or whatever. And they were doing, I guess I I didn't delve into listening to their songs, but he was a little intimidated and didn't want to write a song for the film. They wanted him to, but he's like, I can't write a song for these girls. You know, what am I going to write? I don't know anything hip or anything (laughs) cool or whatever, which I'm sure it just would have ended up sounding really kind of cheesy anyhow, but probably. Yeah. Um, that's about I don't know um I do want to I don't really know enough do you have any standouts as far as kind of the original eastern kaiju go because you might know more than me I just it's not something I ever really kind of got into if it was on I would watch it so I definitely wouldn't ever say that I know more than you ever (laughs) that's because that is not true but um so I know that there, there was a whole Godzilla series, and it morphed into bringing in others. So Mothra was actually originally her her own movie. It wasn't like tied in with Godzilla. Okay. But what basically happened was, as multiple studios kind of bought the rights to Godzilla, there were different eras that they had, and they started going, okay, instead of just this whole he's the protector and having all these kaiju's, they're like, let's just do mashups. They introduced Mecha Godzilla who mm-hmm. is sometimes a good guy and you know it's humanity built mecha godzilla to fight godzilla but then mecha godzilla is technology and they're you're right that's all about shintoism and things like that so of course technology goes bad and then 
Mechagodzilla pretends to be Godzilla and goes on a rampage. And then his his skin is ripped off and Mechagodzilla is underneath and he's beaten. <laughs> this sounds amazing. It does. You're making it sound way better than I'm sure it actually is. <laughs> so, right? It, but, I mean, effectively they're silly. Um, and the reason why I say that is the suits are great and everything, but... They're, and you're right. They were never about like killing humans and stuff like that. It was never about that. Which is why I think the Eastern versions of kaiju movies are not really scary. Because effectively, yeah, they're destroying buildings and stuff like that. But it's not really doing anything else. I agree. I was never afraid. Like even as a child watching them. I agree with you. I, I, I acknowledged the destruction. And I didn't at that time. I had no concept of why that might be happening. But right. yeah, I agree. So then... Things changed when Godzilla came over to the West. Godzilla was first, in the 90s, introduced in a terrible Matthew Broderick film. 1998? Some, uh, Would that be? It, it might be 1998. I thought it was 95. I thought um, there was an earlier one, too. And 1998? Well, there was an earlier King Kong. So they remade oh. a King Kong movie. Um, and it was... Uh, I think that was the one with Jeff Dan... Uh, not Jeff Daniels. Um, gosh, uh, the dude. Who am I? Who's oh, the dude? The dude is um, Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff yeah. Bridges, so I yes. think he was in uh, the first King Kong. They had movies like Mighty Joe Young and stuff like that. Right. But Godzilla comes over and they completely change him. He looks more like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's not Big a he anymore. Neck. Oh, it's not a he. It's a mama. What? And it's a mama who's laying her eggs. And then they have little. Godzilla's running around at the at the at the part of the movie, so it changes the gender of Godzilla. Huh. It's uh, it's attacking New York, so obviously it's completely different. It suggests that it has stuff to do with radiation, but Godzilla's just different, and that movie is panned. People hate it. I would like to at this point, and this might not have anything to do with why, but this is a good point. What you just said right there to bring up something I forgot to mention before. There are whole schools of people who do not recognize any Godzilla unless it's a man in a suit. You said something about a suit. Now, yes. as we're coming into the 90s, CG is really young. It is 100% And not CG. great. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with people remembering, you know, being charmed by these people in these suits and the practical effects they had to do to make it look like these men in suits were destroying cities. And then that kind of crossover into the early CG where... You're, you're, so you're not wrong. The, so for Godzilla, it was not a commercial success. And the thought was, it's not going to work. But something changed. And in the 90s, not a movie, but a TV show brought kaiju to children. And it was Power Rangers. Yes, Power Rangers. That came up a lot. So Power Rangers was a Japanese show, um, and I could not say the name, um, but it was a series of shows in these uh, rangers in these multicolored uniforms getting into big robots fighting supersized monsters. And it was very much kaiju. It was a normal kaiju. It was people in suits. They were blowing up fake buildings. It was very low-tech, not a lot of CG. And that brought it to American audiences. And that 
was incredibly commercially successful. Now, it's, are we talking Power Rangers? Power are we Rangers. talking Voltron? So Voltron was also a cartoon show. Okay, that was just so, a cartoon. Yeah, that was a cartoon. It okay. wasn't live action. Um, but then Power Rangers brought with it um, uh, other, sh- uh, other shows like Beetleborgs and things like that that really brought 90s kids, like myself, right. um, into this whole era of kaiju films. And then they started bringing back the old Godzilla movies. There were VHS series that were being released. And then they're like, okay, maybe kaiju movies might actually be successful. But they still didn't have them around until the late 2000s when the 90s kids were 20 and 30 year olds. <laughs> they gave them Godzilla. And it was a movie that was, um, you know, with Brian Cranston. And this was... What year was this? So this was... Or about. In the last eight years. um, um, But this was the late 2010s. Wow. Um, I don't remember that It might have been in 2014. So they bring Godzilla with Brian Cranston, who dies in the first 10 minutes. What? Yes. No, and it's not about Brian Cranston Brian at all. It, he was the big draw. People were yep. ticked. But you had a Godzilla movie that people, for the most part, said, okay, this is actually a Godzilla-like movie. It was very CGI. There okay. was no man in a suit. But the way Godzilla moved, his uh, powers and things like that were was back. Godzilla was back. And then they're like, cool, we're going to go all out. So they go, we're going to bring in King Kong. We're going to have a second movie and we're going to... So we've already got the Mutos. Now we're going to bring in Ghidorah. So you've got Godzilla King of Monsters comes out. You've got King Kong Skull Island. And everybody knows what's about to happen. Right, Which right. is King Kong versus Godzilla. Which is... Which is coming out. This year. So right. they've now had in this Western new version of Godzilla, you have effectively three movies in the universe. The fourth one's coming out. And it's incredibly commercially successful but it's not it's still not scary not at all because every single time godzilla is not trying to hurt anybody he's just kind of defending defending he's protecting the land the only reason why have you seen the new godzilla movies um it's okay if you haven't no i mean the so i used no, but I want to say, and that's what was like throwing me with. The, I thought there was one in the very early nineties, and that's that's the one you're thinking of with Matthew Broderick. It is okay. It is. Then maybe I've seen that one because I used to babysit a lot out of high school, like when I was still in college, and um, I remember the one set of kids. That's the only movie we would watch, like every time. And then when it was over, we started it again. And it was just the best way to keep these kids happy, and I wasn't going to mess with that. <laughs> Which so, ex- explains a lot. probably never seen the whole thing in secession, but yes, I've seen. <laughs> and it's interesting now because you have kind of that situation with Godzilla, but Western audiences also took to the Godzilla movies um, very well. But we went, when I say we, America went a completely different way with the kaiju films. They did movies like Them, which was 100% a kaiju film. I mean, giant ants and stuff like that. It was supposed to be scary. They did The Blob, which uh, was... We can count that totally. Totally. It got huge. Um, it, it did. Those monsters in America 
it was they're trying to kill people. So it was scary. It was supposed to be scary. They went horror. They didn't go fun action, fun science fiction, um, you know, protectors of Earth and all this other stuff. They're like, no, no, no. We're, we're going to say that they're trying to kill people. And you had other movies. I know you've got a kind of a list of like, you know, isn't there, isn't there. Um, but American audiences really wanted to go scary. And they didn't always succeed. You have movies like Tremors, which mm-hmm. I never really thought of as a kaiju film. But when you talk about strange creature and things like that, Tremors is, if you look it up on the internet, it's known as a Western kaiju film. Yep. It's a gigantic worm. Yep. But, and yes, it's kind of kill people and things like that, but I wouldn't call it scary by any stretch of the imagination. Unless you were in that situation? Yes. Then, you know. And maybe, that's the but... other thing, and I want to kind of kind of get your take on that. Any of these kaiju films, if we were the people running away, we'd be terrified. Right. It doesn't matter that he's not trying to kill anybody. Right. And, and it's funny, in listening to... Um... A couple of podcasts and stuff, and just kind of trying to refamiliarize myself with some of the earlier movies. On my way home from work today, I was thinking to myself that exact same thing. I was just, you know, you come up across, you come up a hill or whatever, and there's a nice horizon, and I just thought to myself, you know, Godzilla was supposed to be what upwards of two hundred fifty, three hundred feet tall, something like maybe one hundred fifty. I can't remember. They they kept so King Kong was smaller, but that you. Like you mentioned, they did beef him up at a certain point. But I was just trying in my head to try to think, like, what, (laughs) other than, like, crap in your pants, like, what would you just, you know, you're walking outside and there's this big, massive thing. And it's just nothing that we can kind of fathom, I hope, because, God, can you imagine? But um... It's, it's weird. And I think the reason is one of the things that, Western versions of kaiju movies are so good at, and it's not that the original kaiju movies are bad, but they don't do that, is in a lot of the scarier ones, you don't see the monster at first. That's always scarier in any horror film. And, and, and it is. So in Tremors, you, you saw, you didn't actually see anything at first, then you see the snakes coming, and then you see the actual big worm. Mm-hmm. And in through most of the movie, you don't actually see them at all. You see you know, things under the ground. Right. Um, you have movies like Deep Rising, which is all about a boat, and you think it's just these um, like lamprey-type things killing people and pulling them through um, you know, sewers and all this other stuff, and it turns out to be a gigantic octopus. Oh, shit. Which, which is, uh, <laughs> it is one of my favorite films of all time. It's got Treat Williams. Uh, if I don't think I think we talked about it. I don't think you've seen it before. I've not seen it. Um, Rebecca McKendry, mm-hmm. who uh, came to the Alamo one time, uh, mentioned it was one of her favorite horror films. So we got to kind of you know <laughs> uh, bond over that cool. one. But you didn't actually see the creature until the very end. And the best kaiju film that I, I feel that has ever been created was Cloverfield. See, I need to see Cloverfield, and I've not. Because I don't, when Cloverfield came out, they did such a good job of doing, wasn't that one of the early, like, um, not like Blair Witch Project, maybe, It is that a skill? found footage film. It is it's a found, a found footage, footage film, film, but didn't they also do, like, a really interesting kind of early internet promotion kind of thing? They did. So they, and uh, I was so into this movie. So this was J.J. J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. 
And it wasn't just that they did this viral video stuff. They went hardcore with the try to figure out what's going on. They had multiple websites about a Japanese company called Slusho. Right, um, with the, the soda something. Yeah, some kind of soda thing. Yeah. They talked about doing all this digging and everything else like that. And there were promises that you could find clues as to what's going on with Cloverfield before the movie ever came out. And I was all over those websites trying to figure, figure things out. Figure anything out? out? No. <laughs> and I still to this day don't think there actually was anything. It just was the, the hype, right? To get you interested. It was. Okay. The thing about the... The reason why I feel Cloverfield is the best kaiju film ever made is it's because it is from the perspective of the people running away. Not the military. Right. Not, you know, not some big commander saying, oh my God, we got to get the tanks out and stuff like that. A group of people with a, just happen to have a handheld camera freaking out and running away from something that they can't see. And it's, it's interesting because... When you think about how big Godzilla is or how big Clover is, I mean, they're huge. But when you're in, like, a city like New York with all the skyscrapers, right. you wouldn't be able to see right. everything. You'd see explosions. There'd be a lot of fire, fighting and stuff. So they do such a good job through 99% of the movie of hiding Clover from the viewer. And you see, like, these little... Um, they're basically lice off of Clover that are the most terrifying creatures ever made. Ugh. Oh my God. And it's, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil a little bit for you. That's okay. If they bite you, you eventually explode like a blood bag. <laughs> it's, nice. it's a fantastic scene. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's scary and terrifying, but then it does the dumbest thing in the world. It reveals the monster in the dumbest way. So at the very end, the person has the camera, and they're like, oh my god, look up. And you look up, and Clover's just, like, looking down. And it doesn't make any sense, because a big creature like that would stomp around. It's not tiptoeing. Right. It can't this sneak up on you. This one apparently was like... Yeah, it was like, let me tiptoe. <laughs> there, there's no way. And that was... That ruined the movie. It was that, kind of like a buzzkill. Like, it, oh, it man. was. But it was still awesome. And in terms of a scary movie... It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. The Godzilla movies that they they go to now, they're not scary. They're sci-fi movies. And Western the, the, the Western version of Godzilla has kind of leaned back into the Japanese. It's not trying to be scary. Um, and the movies that we used to have, like Tremors, like Cloverfield and stuff like that, they're going away. Yeah. Pacific Rim was not very well received. It, so the funny thing is, <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Not a commercial success, like most of Guillermo del Toro's movies. And I know or I just Guillermo. butchered his name. I I'm know. so sorry. Um, his movies are beautiful. They are amazing. And they never make money. It sucks. And it's so unfortunate, because he's so flippin' talented. Like, I just... His aesthetic is amazing. You need to see... And we're, we're not going to get into this, but you do need to see The Shape of Water... I um, still need to see that. I had promised a friend of mine that I would watch good. it. Okay, and good. I broke that promise. Well, uh, I didn't mean to. You can still watch it, right? Yes, I still can. Okay. I mean, there's still time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the problem with Pacific Rim, though, that they tried to fix in the second movie, and what the first Godzilla movie that came out did, and what the Hulk did, <laughs> nighttime fights. 
So it doesn't work because you don't see what's going on. And you know that there's these big monsters, but you can't see anything. Right. It's dark. And Pacific Rim did that. The first Godzilla movie did that. And you can't see Did they what you're think that at. it was going to be like a... Um, like an anxiety-inducing, like, oh, you know, you, you were going to have all these sounds and all these explosions and things, but you're not going to be able to see it. Did they so. do it on purpose or did they do it because they had to? So there's, a, there's, a, there's an atmosphere that um, I think these movies are trying to go for. The other thing is it does save money a little bit on CGI because you don't have to get as detailed. When it's daytime and there's a lot of light, yes. you need to have the detailing. When it's darker, you don't. And I'm not trying to say that they're doing it to save money. Right. But yeah, setting atmosphere, I, I think so. When you look at the Godzilla movies, for the most time, he's at he's during nighttime, but I mean, it's it's a fake studio and it's very well lit. Um, it, I, I think they were trying to go for that. But they, it just doesn't work. So a lot of people complained that in Pacific Rim, you could see the robots, the Jaegers, right. because they actually have lights on them and they're all like big and bad. But the kaiju, even though when you actually look at the models, they are incredibly detailed mm-hmm. and amazing. They, they're just dark and they oh, all see, look like black blobs. Yeah. Um, and it, it was unfortunate. So I don't blame necessary uh necessarily Guillermo del Toro for that because that was something that was just being done everywhere right. everybody was doing that um but in the second movie they had a lot more daytime fights uh and you got to really see kind of what was going on i'm looking forward to what they're going to come out with now because king kong supposedly they talked about we're doing daytime fights <laughs> <laughs> they're doing. They're gonna have a nighttime gonna fight. People. They're gonna have a bunch of fights, but they are gonna have an actual daytime fight. So you're gonna be able to see stuff, and they will have a nighttime too. So they'll get that atmosphere, but they won't. And CGI you from has stuff. come so far. So oh, yeah, that if you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen any of the other movies, but just to be able to see something that doesn't look like, oh, I can't even think of a good example of an early '90s. Doesn't look like Dragonheart. Dep- <laughs> yeah, like some just bunk, like just real, I don't know, with like that slight green like line around it, kind of, I whatever. Yeah, you yeah. can definitely tell that it's definitely not there. Now, the one thing that I think, and it's going back to a point that you brought up, when people talk about, oh, it's not a kaiju film unless it's a person in a suit. The thing is now, with the CGI, it effectively is, because they're using people with motion capture. Yes. They're doing all the movements. They're just, you know. Yeah, and they're just basically painting a costume over them so i wonder if i i would i would love to know from audiences that are in you know the eastern countries what do they think about these films do they actually feel that they're kaiju films or not that would be super interesting because they do so many amazing things with animation and the early films were, whether you like them or not, and they are silly and they're absurd and they're ridiculous, And but it was so kind of new at the time. I mean, we weren't doing anything like that here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're, I love camp, so I like to go back and just, you know, if I'm going to watch one, a lot of times I don't even bother to try to find one that's... Um, been converted or dubbed over mm-hmm. because I don't care. It, you don't need to know what they're saying so right. much, but um, just watching kind of the... 
And I mean, they had some serious actors and actresses. This one actress, and I don't know her name, that was in a lot of the early Godzilla films was a serious actress that and she was in some of the most well-renowned films like Japan ever made. Like, <laughs> And it's just kind of wild to think about that. But Films? Before we get on to the local it, stuff. It wasn't films. Oh, but okay. it, just, basically, okay. it was a list. So after we've talked about kaiju and we all, you know, kind of have an idea of what we think kaiju is, I just had a list of some... Fairly well-known characters that quite possibly fall into the kaiju okay. realm, but they may not. And I just thought it would be interesting after we both kind of talked about what we thought kaiju was. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask you, you know, did you consider... Because some of these I'm, I'm struggling with. Some of them I have a for sure answer and some of them I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, so I want to start with King Kong. Um, I struggle with this one a bit because I don't really... I've never really put King Kong in the kaiju, you know, sure. kind of category, but I guess that now he he is considered kaiju, like more modernly. But I, do I you consider King Kong kaiju? Original? No, no, I I don't. I I think it's um, that that's a that's a sad drama, really. It's um, very sad. Yeah. Um, but now I I think he's just been assimilated okay. into kaiju. I don't I don't think you could separate the two, especially with. How they presented him in Kong Skull, uh, excuse me, Kong Skull Island, and uh, what they're doing now with uh, the whole King of the Monsters kind of thing. Right. Okay. Well, that one then I think is is I, I will I'll I'll buy that. Um, so what about um, I can never say this word right. I'm probably gonna mangle it because we're recording. Because any other time I could manage it, but um, Cthulhu. So yes and no. You'd have to. So Cthulhu is a god, an old mm-hmm. god, but definitely destructive force, really big monster, stuff like that. But can a god be a kaiju? And is he immortal? Yeah. And just so he's he's basically... And see, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He certainly looks it. Like, if you didn't know who he was and he just kind of came up out of the water, you would definitely, you know, assume. But I would, I would definitely call him a strange creature. <laughs> um, but based on... Uh, the original design, I would just say, it's a terrible design for a uh, for a kaiju because he's the way H.P. Lovecraft drew him. He was just be sitting down, all depressed. He's a big fat guy with tiny little bat wings and an octopus uh-huh. tentacle head, <laughs> and that's it. Like it's a bad design, I would say. Um, but the other thing is, I don't feel like he's really had a big cinematic or right. even television like appearance to really kind of warrant being a kaiju okay because yeah you have to be bigger than that right like you have to be somebody all right what about audrey too yes <laughs> so by definition audrey too actually takes over the world and become like there's a bunch of them mm-hmm. but they i mean she he takes over all of New York and in the original uh, play, uh-huh. as well as the alternate ending to the movie, she kills everybody and takes over the planet. So, yeah, I'm okay. going to say yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, the Kraken? 100%. Transformers? Well, no, because they're robots. And see, that's that's exactly what I say. But a lot of people will lump them in, and I just don't think it's fair, because they're not... But Mechagodzilla's a kaiju. 
and Mechagodzilla's robot. Maybe that's why they're going for that. And weren't the Transformers from another planet too, though? Like, well, so so, alien... so is King Ghidorah. So... Right. So, but I was asking, like, is Alien okay? Yes. Um, so to throw in the mix there, I think so. But when it comes to Transformers, they weren't really. It's a cartoon show. Yes, there have been now movies of Transformers. Uh-huh. Um, but one, they're not actually that big. I mean, they're big, but they're not that big. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel it has the same feel to it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, even though they are robots, the cartoon show was never about them being really, really big. Uh, they, it, it had nothing to do with that. Okay. It's just, they were, they were just robots. Okay. <laughs> I'll buy that. I also, I also tend to not want to include things like Voltron and the big things that come together. Because they're people-driven? They're like... Sure. And, right? And I don't, know. I don't like... When I think of Power Rangers, the reason why I say kaiju, it's the monsters that right. they fight. Those yes. are the kaiju. Oh, totally. I never thought the the, the zords right. were the kaiju. That's they, what they're called, zords. I could not think of that to save my life. Oh, I trust like, me. I, I definitely things? know the zords. Um, <laughs> uh, small story. Uh, we used to live... Both of us used to live near the original Red Ranger. So... Uh, um, where did the original Red Ranger? He lived in Cascades, Virginia. No way. And uh, after he got out of Power Rangers, um, he went back and worked at a Logan's for a while. <laughs> His name's Austin St. John. Nice. He is now, a, I believe, an EMT. So oh, he's, cool. He's an actual hero. Yes. Um, that's nice. I like those happy ending stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he lived there, and he was like one of my heroes growing up. And every time I would go to the Logan's, to meet him, you're like he wasn't working that time, it. and it sucked. But yeah, he uh, he 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 uh, he was part of that. And as a as a '90s kid, I mean, I was born in the '80s, but I was I grew up in the '90s. Um, Power Rangers was such a big thing, so I still feel that that's the reason why kaiju films now are as popular because it's the because... audiences that are my age that want to see that stuff, right? Um, so you remember the, and I remember Power Rangers when they first came out. I was a little older. I was like a, a solid 10 years, 10 plus years older, mm-hmm. but I watched it. Um, I also watched, I think, I think whatever, I guess it was on, I don't remember Fox or whatever it was on. Um, I want to say that was right around the same time as the Pokemon cartoons. Yeah. Uh, right. Pokemon, can, well, Power Rangers, the, the sad, I don't, I don't want to say sad part, but the weird part is Power Rangers is still going on now. It really? has never stopped. Every year, it is a new season, a new set of people. They do huh. like 24 to 48 episodes. I had no idea. It's still going on. No like idea. Power Rangers Wild Force, Power Rangers Jungle Storm, Power Rangers, all these random things. None of them make sense. <laughs> it's all the same thing. And they don't have to, as long mm. as they're kicking ass and beating up some kaiju. No, it, they don't. Um, but the funny thing is... The recent Power Rangers movie, which was a kaiju film, that was a commercial flop. How recent? Um, last eight years, because really, I took my actually I would say the last four years because I took my daughter to it, and I was so excited to have Brian Cranston again in another kaiju film. He plays Zordon. Um, so instead of dying in the first uh, ten minutes. He actually dies in the first 10 seconds. 
and then is no. just in a wall no. for the rest Brian of the movie. Yes, it. the poor man just dies in all these kaiju Good films. Lord. Um, he he's just in a wall, which is a really cool thing of Zordon, but it's a commercial flop, and it had um, like they tried to make it gritty. Uh, they had mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa, um, which people had a problem with because you had a. Um, a Japanese actress who played Rita in the original right. show. Is that what the problem was? Well, a little bit, because right. then you brought in a a white woman to right, play that role. Right. Um, they did have a more diverse team in terms of, um, you know, uh, being better representative of you know different cultures and stuff like that, which was fine. There was nothing wrong with that, but it was just a commercial flop. It just didn't do well at all, and they were they were really hoping hoping for this big series. And have you ever seen the show Stranger Things? Yeah. Do you remember the second season where they introduced that bully that's the big brother? I only watched the first season. And okay. And I watched the first season three times and I still don't care for that show. I, I wanted to make <laughs> that's sure... That's fair. Yeah, that's I wanted fair. to make sure it wasn't just me. The first time I watched it, I had a really bad fever for like four days. I was really sick. So it made you... He hated it so much it made you sick. It didn't make me sick, but I was already sick. And I thought, well, maybe that's why I didn't like it. So I tried again. But that was actually... The Demogorgon was on my list to ask about. But I... Well, yeah, we don't have to I wouldn't say it, kaiju because it's not that big. But... But it's... Uh, the he's mind, tall and like a big flower face he thing. Is, so I was But they actually sure. have a kaiju in the third you, season. Okay. Yes. So they you actually... the third season? Good uh, Lord, I'm They're behind. coming out with a fourth. Um, anyway, so... The the guy who plays the Red Ranger is a bad guy in in strange introduced in Stranger Things season two and three. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's interesting that I just saw him and it's like, well, at least he went on to something <laughs> because everybody else didn't. But that movie had a uh, had a bad thing because it had a it had a sex crime in it. Did it? So this is what the Pink Ranger did. So they were all it was basically Breakfast Club, right? But with so they all met in detention. I mean, it was it was literally Breakfast Club. She was in detention, uh, the Pink Ranger, after she filmed a friend having sex and then shared it with a bunch of people. This and was the film. The this was film. in the film. Like, they don't show that, right, but, but she this, talks about the it. The premise of the newest film. That's a sex crime. Yes, it is. And... Just was kind of lightly... Kind yeah, of she off, was like, like, yeah, I'm oh, a bad I'm person. Attention. I did this, and I got to learn to be a better person. And you're like, you just glossed over something really terrible, and you're su- you're supposed to be rooting for this person? Yeah. And it's a high school student? It's a high school student. Oh, yeah, and that's bad. by the way, none of them look like high school students. <laughs> I will right. give it to the original Power Rangers. They looked young. They were looked like kids. They did. Yeah. They were I mean, they were looked like 18. They were a little old. But mm. these were adults playing high school kids oh, it was it, it had very little going i for it. might actually have to watch it just to see how bad <laughs> it's it pretty is. bad so yeah so we talked a lot about kaiju it's been 50 minutes now okay um how are things going on in in winchester you know i this covid thing is really putting like the stops on all the local stuff because we have um coming up the first full weekend or the first full week, and then that weekend of May is always Apple Blossom here mm-hmm. in Winchester. And I know that this year they're talking about uh, moving forward with some of the festivities, but not the parade, I believe. Um, 
Which makes sense because you don't want a bunch of people standing around. It, it does. It's it's a very people-y event. Um, you know, it always has been. But it's it's a big part of Winchester's history. And to lose that two years in a row is kind of, yep. you know, it's kind of sad. My husband and his family are from this area. And he has been going to Apple Blossom or at least been, you know... A, a privy to something i mean whether it's the because you know there's there's the um the midway there's the events on the walking mall there's the parade there's mm-hmm. all kinds of there's a whole week of stuff that i don't even know about but um i don't know that it'll all be happening but i think that they're managing a few things um i worry because i'm still you know cautious and don't want to start getting into large group event things. Um, yes, I, I, aside from the parade, I don't know if the midway is moving forward, but we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear that shortly because it's already almost April. Yeah. I don't and know how that happened. I don't know where March went, but. I know that they're doing more and more stuff. So we've seen things like Awesome Con and Otacon mm-hmm. in DC. Those are on. Yes, Those they are. are. And I wasn't trying summer, to rhyme right? with that. Yep. yep. I wasn't trying to rhyme, yep. but they're both in August. Um, you've got uh, things like Grindsploitation, which mm-hmm. is coming out at the end of April. Yes. Um, Can you talk gonna... a little bit about that? Because um, I had forgotten to buy my tickets, but um, is it is it short films? Is it, it is, full length? It, it is a mixture of short films, fake trailers, as well as feature length films okay. all through uh, the week. Uh, weekend of uh, April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Okay. I think I'm getting the, the And this is right. at our local Alamo. It is. Normally it's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, oh, yes. But apparently all the theaters there are closed down, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And they were looking for another space and they found the Alamo. Oh, go Alamo! Yeah. So That's awesome. uh, I've, I've got tickets. There are four films that they showed trailers for. There was We Don't Fuck With Spiders, uh-huh. which is about um, a, uh, it's a found footage film in which a person puts a bunch of cameras in a meth house run by a gang, and you watch what happens over a period of, I don't know if it's a week or a day or whatever. Um, the trailer looked pretty good. Okay. Um, and th- th- that was the one that I definitely remember. There was Bad Girls, uh, which is kind of like a, a natural born killers kind of feel. It's three women, uh, and I guess one of their boyfriends, and the three women go on a just a killing rampage. Wow. And they kind of bring the boyfriend along and he's like freaking out. So that looks like that might be pretty good. Um there is a like I think it's called Ninja Badass or something. And that looks like a really cheap, and I mean <laughs> incredibly cheap, like purposefully cheap ninja film that Looks like it would be awful in a good way. Okay. And then there was a fourth movie, and I know this sounds so weird, but it was the best one of the bunch, and I have completely forgotten the name of it. Because it was so good. Well, it was. It, like, I was watching the trailer, <laughs> and I'm like, I have to see this movie. I cannot miss this movie. And uh, I... I can't, for the life of me, remember what That's it That's okay. Called. There will be one surprise. Yes. I will try to remember to buy my tickets tonight. Um... Because, you know, who knows when we'll get another sleepover for Psycho Cinema. But... So that was brought up a couple of uh, nights ago at one of the Psycho Cinema events. And, yeah, there's just no idea. It, it could be... It's tough. And the idea of 
going to because the last sleepover was really just a three day weekend where you went to what it was like three movies. It was it wasn't even a three day weekend. It was a two day weekend. Three movies one day. Three movies the next. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was fine, but the idea of someone sleeping over. Um, and a bunch of people getting tired mm-hmm. and stuff like that. No one's going to want to keep their masks on for 24 hours straight. Right. Um, and I mean, I would be okay if they would go back to the original Psycho-Rama you right. know, model for a while. Because the Alamo does such a good job with the cleaning. Right. I felt, you know, fairly mm-hmm. safe with that. But like you said, I don't want to sit in a theater overnight with that many films back to back to back to back to back. Um but I'd go and do like the three and three again. I could do that. I I would do either. The only the only way I could feel comfortable is if they split it up into two. I guess you'd have to do two theaters to make sure that everybody's really spaced out. Yeah. Um, but even then, you know, poor Faye would have to be running back and forth between yeah. theaters. I don't know and, how they'll do it. Yeah. And or I, they could just have her do the recorded ones, which I always miss her so much when those happen. I love them because I love seeing Beetle, but. <laughs> The funny thing is, I, I I love them too, just because Beetle is always Oh my in God, them. she's like, pet me. Pet yeah, me. and I would just be, st- like, my wife and I would just be staring uh-huh. right at Beetle Cause the whole time. so precious. I don't know what Faye was saying. Yeah. I don't know I what know. she was doing. I don't either. And then we'd be, just, she'd be like, oh, we're doing it for my office. And her videos are just fine and everything, but everyone would be like, oh, that means no Beetle. I know. <laughs> no animals. No um, but yeah, so you, you've got that. Um, other kind of local stuff kind of happening. So I think in May, Joe Bob's coming to the... Mah- is it the Mahonic? Is that how you pronounce that? Mah- Mah- Mahoning? Mahoning? I don't know. He's going to a drive-in for in three days. In Pennsylvania. Yes. Over three hours away, um, going to like an all... Like an all uh, like weekend thing where it's like three nights and there's a bunch of different movies and short films and all this other stuff. Sounds really fun. Yes. But I think you and I both were kind of like, eh, how's it going to really be? That's a lot. Be? You have to find accommodations for a three-day mm-hmm. you know, thing. I don't know if they're allowing camping. Um, this is something to look into because I'm sure that, you know, when we <laughs> when we get fans of the show... <laughs> <laughs> That they will learn quickly that we both enjoy Joe Bob. I mean, the show starts back up again in April, right? We have that April coming up too. April 16th. So Friday nights could be really fun. We can do the live tweets and whatnot if we're not busy. Um, well, I don't think to worry about busy. Are we going to be awake? <laughs> I mean, awake. It's it's on a Friday. Oh, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. so hard. I mean, and it's cool, but it is, you know, we have jobs and things and we'll, we'll do our best. I mean, if we fall asleep, we fall asleep, whatever. It's fine. Um, but you know, we are big Joe Bob fans and Mm -hmm. so three days, um, you know, a bunch of uh, short films and all this other stuff. I mean, and it's great and it sounds fun, but yeah, I just, I'm not sure. It's a big commitment to drive that far. I mean, it's only three hours, but that's three days, right? And plus if it's at a drive-in, that's only at nighttime. They're really going to be able to show anything because you can't see anything. Which means if you're only doing one day, you're driving for the night and you're probably not leaving until one, two in the morning. But see, I'm wondering if they're going to do other stuff during the day, though. And that's what worried me. Like, if they were going to have, like, um, I don't know, like, I, I kind of see it, like, not, not 
was Burning Man. Not like that. <laughs> like a mini- it's you know, like, like Woodstock. That would be so weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Woodstock. Or, I mean. They'll do but... Wicker Man. It's not Burning Man. It's Wicker Man. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool, actually, right? Yeah. You can do a big old Wicker Man. Um, I don't know. So I, and I. So at first I was like, yes, Joe Bob's going to be close by and Darcy will be there. And I've not yet met Darcy, so I'd like to do that. But I don't want to, um, I'm a little leery on committing to something of that scope right at this moment in time. You know, I'm just not quite ready for that yet. So I don't know what they're doing. And I was going to look into it and I just lost interest. I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) No, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I kind of feel like, uh, yes, I would love to meet Darcy, and I'm so looking forward to her new puzzle from uh, Messed Up yeah, Puzzles right? coming out this summer. Um, I'm 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 really looking forward to that, and she's she seems like a just a really awesome person. Mm-hmm. It's great to the fans, and I have had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Briggs, and uh, he's amazing. He's awesome. He's really nice, and I realize that um, he's you know polarizing for yeah. some people uh, yeah. and, I, and I get that I, I, I do um, but in person I did not get any feeling of him treating anybody differently or disrespectfully or anything I didn't either and even with some of the I mean we don't have to talk about the huge controversy but um, there's been some controversy and I have oh, yeah. done my due diligence and I've done the research and I've I've read everything that was available to me on those instances. And I still don't feel like, I think maybe there was a little insensitivity involved, but I don't, I never felt like it was a malicious, no, I, I think, you know, I, intent at, in any way, shape or form. I just feel like it was maybe just, uh, opening up your mouth and talking before you, you actually thought some things through because I don't, I don't feel like anything that was said was, hateful on purpose no. or, or, or anything like that. So, and I, and I do, I know people who personally took offense to that and I, that's, I will support that, but mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's not what I took from it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, locally there's just not a, I mean, and it, it's, it stinks, but yeah. other than the Alamo yeah. and stuff like that, there's really not a lot. So good thing we started a podcast that we wanted to talk about local stuff. Right at we the, did. Right at the very um, tail end of a pandemic. You which, know? you know, eventually it'll okay. get bigger. Yes, and um, we, will, we will explore those things. And, I mean, my goal as we go along with this, this is our second time recording, and I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, you know, we hope to gain listeners. You know, that's mm-hmm. why you, you do a podcast. You want to share what you have to say with people right. who have like-minded ideas. Um, I'm not expecting, you know balloons and and you know <laughs> confetti yet and if we get a couple people that listen for a couple minutes that's awesome but i feel like as we go along and kind of i mean this area is so cool and there have been in the past some really amazing things happen yep. it's just a little bit of a slow spot right now it's okay you know and i haven't been social in forever i went out for saint patrick's day and had a beer my not that anybody you know this but People out there, all of our, you know, two fans <laughs> or whatever. My husband's a brewer. So, you know, if you don't have a beer on St. Patrick's Day, that's a little weird. So I did. I went out and had a beer and I hadn't seen that many people in one place in a very long time. And I did my best to social distance. Um, but it was a lot. It was just like, wow, there are still people out there. You know, haven't seen them in a year. But I'm waiting for the horror films where the only thing they're focusing on is 
being in a large crowd. I, and the sad I part would be is, horrified by that. Yeah. And have I, I, think have I told you would. the reaction that I had? Uh, have you seen Mother? Um, the Darren Aronofsky film? Uh, no, I... Don't, I have don't worry not. about it. Don't worry about it if you haven't. I'm 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 here to tell you it's not a hateful film, but it's not it's not going to be anybody that I know's favorite film. But it got a very unique and and very I, I can't even explain the way that film made me feel. I've never been so uncomfortable watching a film in my life, and it, it had something to do with that kind of a thing. Um, it wasn't. Uh, it was people in my space that bothers me the most and that that film had a lot of uh if you can get past all the i guess religious overtones we're gonna call it which i'm not opposed to but i just felt the film handled them really weirdly yeah i i I read the synopsis so i i got the allegory and everything and uh yeah it it didn't really speak to me i'm just kind of like it was such a claustrophobic (laughs) weird just anxiety producing film for me. That's really all I got out of it, which wasn't pleasant. It wasn't a horrible film, but when those are the feelings that I've got, like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. I'll never have to see that again. (laughs) So speaking of movies that are probably going to make me uncomfortable, um, I'm seeing Blue Velvet in a weekend. (gasps) Have you seen it before? No. Oh, Rob, it's going to be amazing. I saw it for the first time, the last time Psycho Cinema showed it, which was, what, a year or two ago? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm here to tell you, I'd gone in completely blind. I knew very little about it. You're going to leave that film, and you're still not going to know anything. I still don't, and I'm going <sighs> to watch it a second time. It's, it's enjoyable. It is, like, in a weird way. And that's, and that's the thing. When it comes to David Lynch, <laughs> there's one of his movies that he's done is one of my favorite mo- films of all time, and nothing else I've seen has been something that I've enjoyed. And it's probably his least favorite film that he's ever done is the one that you enjoyed. It is. Yes. Well, you're not going to get that kind of the feels from Blue Velvet, but I remember, do you know um, Dave that that comes to some of the Psycho Cinema stuff? He's a tall dude. He's very loud, and I love him. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but it's a very long last name. Um... He and I saw that together. And I remember walking out of the theater. I think he was waiting for his wife to come out. And I just looked at him and I was like, I mean, there weren't even words. I was just like, what the hell just happened? And it, it's just one of those films where it's so pleasingly confusing. And and <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that you haven't seen it. That's going to be amazing. I, I haven't. Oh, my Lord. I know Christina's going with me. And she is not looking forward to it. Oh, she because she, she hates Twin Peaks. She oh, hates really? Twin Peaks. I've tried three times and once very recently to start that. I I can get Couldn't through get into it. I can get through the first maybe two episodes, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Yeah, I and, don't. And it, it it seems so polarizing. So when we watched Fire Walk with me, although that night was amazing mm-hmm. meeting Cheryl Lee yeah. and um you know getting the shirt which I still have the shirt and it's a great shirt I love the look of it um the movie itself it just I, I, I didn't get and I <laughs> and it wasn't like okay I'm just not reading the overtones or I'm just not getting it I don't know why a horse all of a sudden a sudden showed up in a room it just yeah. there was so much about it I'm just like okay 
why is any of this happening? Or is it just, hey, we got a horse, let's throw it in the room. And that's what <laughs> Kind of like Tammy like. and the T-Rex. We got this dinosaur. I okay, mean, why don't we just... That movie's great. So, <laughs> that's so a Christina good left that film. She goes, that movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, why are you making me watch another David Lynch film? We're excited, but she's cautiously optimistic. Unlike with the Greasy Strangler, which she was going in, she's like, I know I'm going to hate this movie. I know I'm going to hate this movie. Did she hate it? She did not hate that movie. She didn't know what she to, what to think of it when she left. But when we started doing, uh, you know, screaming at each other, hootie tootie, disco cutie, just <laughs> the next the day. Which is the best thing to yell. I yeah, mean, it's we're awesome. Just, we're just talking about it the next day. She's like, okay, I guess I really did like that film. It's such a good film. I mean, it's it's not. A good is a strong word. <laughs> it's just such a fun. It's so fun. I love it. But okay, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to talk to you and Christina both about your David Lynch experience. I, I promise you'll get your opportunity. So uh, that's that's it for today. Uh, I think we uh, we kind of covered all stuff <laughs> kaiju. A, a lot of random <laughs> bouncing around kaiju stuff, but that's okay. Uh, so, you know, we we uh, we destroyed it as, as Godzilla, <laughs> just haphazardly bashing we stuff down. We squashed some some buildings and blew some things up. <laughs> you know. So next time, uh, I think you were talking about um, Universal Monsters, just I the think, classics. I think that that would be something that I would enjoy looking into a little bit more. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's kind of where it all started. I, for, for well, not for me, because I'm not, Jesus, I'm not that old, but um, no. for, you know, American horror. So I think yeah. going back to the roots, I think that would be be fun cool so yeah next uh next time we'll talk all about universal monsters um you know i'll do the standard outro um but yeah if you've got any uh thoughts on your favorite universal monsters please feel please feel free to email us we'll give you all the details in a second and thanks for listening yes have a good day you evening morning day whatever (laughs) well that's it for our show tune in next time so until then It's time to say good die for now. Follow us at all the ats. Facebook at The Fright Stuff Pod. Instagram at The Fright Stuff Podcast. Or Twitter at The Fright Stuff. We even have an email address. TheFrightStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Sharing is scaring. Tell us what you're watching. What you want to hear. Your scary stories. Whatever curls your toes. Who knows? Maybe your comments will end up on a future show. Until next time, stay weird, Winchester.